0: Good day, everyone. My name is Angie Dialwiz. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access. This session is about February 2018 strategic case study Royal Gyms. And in this first series, what I will be looking at is some key points related to this pre scene. You are directly reporting to the CFO and your role includes giving advice on special projects and strategic matters. This is a very important point for you to note because you are not involved in operational matters but all strategic matters. Please remember this when you are writing your exam answer. Because this is a fundamental shift uh, that you need to focus on. At the management level, it was more operational, but now you're going into the strategic area. Strategic meaning it's going to change the course of the company. The direction of the company is going to change by you taking certain decisions. Now, let us look at the company background. It is an unquoted company founded in 2009. A key point here that it is an unquoted company. This means you need to look at the valuation techniques as well. You might be in a position where you would need to value the company, provide advice, and uh, you would also need to consider Aspects where you might have to value other companies as well. As you are aware, at this exam, there will be no calculations, but providing advice on calculations given. Now, let us look at the founders of this company, Frederick and Marco. Both have had good businesses prior to 2009 and they have been doing different types of businesses. This means they're quite creative in this entrepreneurial space. Frederick has been running international property development business while Marco has been running a profitable retail sportswear operation. These bring great synergies towards the business that we are in. Now the Royal Gym started in 2009. It started because Marco um, identified an opportunity in the market. He went on his business travels and found uh, there was this particular gym that offered 24-hour access and there were no contracts and this is what he wanted to bring to Highlandia. Now Highlandia is a well-developed economy the Royal Gyms was born in 2009 and the main aim of this particular gym is it's highly accessible, it is open at all hours and there's no contractual membership. And it operated as a budget gym, right? no frills, another important aspect to consider. They called the, the people who joined the gym members even though there was no contractual obligation. Now when I look at from 2009 to 2017 the number of gyms that they've opened, it's quite a number. It's from two gyms that they opened in 2009 and by 2017 they've had 125 gyms and the average members per gym is 3514. So if you multiply 3514 by 125, you see the number of people that uh, this royal gym has access to. It is a big community. With this community, there's a lot of um, it's it's an asset, I would say. And there is a lot of uh, potential that Royal Gym can leverage by having this community. Now, let us look at the company structure. They had issued 100,000 shares and both brothers own 50-50. And it goes on to say that uh, they had not taken any dividends in 2000, since 2009. However, uh, in 2012, they obtained investment from a Highlandia based funder, Gem Venture Capital. Now, what did Gem Venture Capital bring to the Royal Gem? Gem invested 8 million, of which 2 million was a loan note, and 6 million was for 67,000 shares in the business which gave approximately 40% of the shares. So now there are 167,000 shares in issue. Jim also brought something else to this venture. They were able to negotiate a 45 million credit facility with a bank. So now Royal Jim has access to 53 million of Highlandia dollars. And again, a very important point here is what would be, what would they be doing with this money? Now they've got the capital. They need to look at potential projects that they can go into. And you will be a key advisor, providing direction to the company. You need to look at the weighted average cost of capital. You will need to look at um, the project, the risk of the project and the return of course. Any tax implications, if there is any. And what about the stakeholders, their interest in this as well? So I will look at a model called SAFES model and look at the project's suitability, acceptability, feasibility, if there is any project that they, they are looking at uh, going into. You have been listening to the first part of our series related to Strategic Case Study, February 2018, brought to you by Ultimate Access, and my name is Angie Elvis. Thank you for joining me in this session, and I look forward to having you in my next session. Thank you. Goodbye.